Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The major storm system is going to batter the eastern seaboard. Meanwhile, severe weather is going to batter Texas. I'm AccuWeather.com's Evan Myers. I'm joined by Bernie Reno. Very shortly, we're going to be bringing on a special guest. This is AccuWeather Insider Podcast number 22. And, Bernie, we want to talk briefly about the storm system that's off the southeastern coast today. It's going to move up along the eastern seaboard late tonight and uh, into the day tomorrow. Uh, you know, I has, it's going to develop... Uh, very uh, rapidly. Mm -hmm. It's going to intensify. I was going to say I hesitate to call this a bomb cyclone because, you know, every storm that gets developed these days Mm -hmm. that strengthens, somebody says it's a bomb. Well, you know, the fact is that when storms intensify rapidly, you could say that, but this is really going to be very compact and only impact a, a, a small area. Yeah. If this was back a month, ago there'd be some anxious moments along the i-95 for a snowstorm because this is going to be a close call but as you said evan it's a compact storm we've had snow this morning a couple of inches of snow not west of charlotte south and east of charlotte here uh this morning about an inch and a half but the snow's been falling across parts of south carolina charlotte and i think we're going to get a little snow this afternoon around greensboro winston-salem but as you mentioned evan that storm not moving north more to the north-northeast, so most of the precipitation will be east of I-95 tonight. Well, that's right. And, you know, you talked about the fact that this was a a month ago, but (laughs) the fact is, even the way the calendar is now, if this storm was, what, 150 miles farther west, places from Virginia and central Pennsylvania and New York State would be talking about snow with the current weather pattern, but it's spring burning yeah and the fact so that we don't have to worry about that and the fact that a lot of it's falling tonight well that's that right. would aid it as well yeah, now it would having said that there will be some accumulating snow west of boston well there um, will be and At, up in the new england and the other problem that's going to bring is a lot of pounding surf uh, tides are going to run above normal but luckily this storm is going to move fairly rapidly and should be out of our hair by the t- well, at least out of my hair, Bernie. We won't talk about yours by the time we get to uh, uh, Wednesday. Now, the all other, the great ones get criticized. The other place we need to, it wasn't criticism. Mm-hmm. The other place we need to look at, and we're going to spend a, a bit more time on, is Texas. And for that, we want to bring in a special guest. Yeah, extreme meteorologist Reed Timmer in Los Angeles this afternoon uh, with your uh, special vehicle called the Dominator. But really quickly, Reed, uh, I wanted we wanted to get your thoughts on the severe weather threat as we go through Wednesday and Thursday. It's been relatively quiet, at least severe weather over the last week. But uh, that's going to be changing next 24 hours. And I understand you're impressed for tomorrow afternoon across West Texas and western parts of Oklahoma. That's right, Bernie. And severe weather season is definitely... Right here, it's it's right on our doorstep. April, May, and June are, are the three active uh, months for severe weather. So the forecast can certainly change dramatically this time of year, and severe weather can happen anytime, especially in the southern plains. Uh, but we're just starting to get to that time of year when you get 
full access to the Gulf of Mexico moisture streaming northward. Uh, it's still a little bit early for the southern plains, and it does look like uh, tomorrow in the eastern Texas panhandle, there is a very narrow zone uh, where supercells will likely develop along a dry line marching east through the Texas panhandle. And we often call these setups panhandle magic because oftentimes you'll get surprise tornadoes when the ingredients come together over a very narrow window of space and time. And it looks like that could happen just before sunset, maybe about an hour after sunset tomorrow in the eastern Texas panhandle. And then that threat expands uh, geographically on Thursday across parts of Dixie Alley, which usually are more active uh, during the early spring because it's closer to the Gulf of Mexico and it's easier to transport that moisture northward. And Reed, you're on location right now. We want to emphasize that. And where will you be headed not only today, but uh, tomorrow and into uh, into later in the week? Well, today we're doing some testing on our Dominator 3 vehicle. It's a armored vehicle that we use to do research around tornadoes. Uh, we don't get inside tornadoes with that vehicle just because it's too dangerous, tornadoes that are that powerful, but we can get close to tornadoes and still uh, be, be safer with that um, aerodynamic armored shell that we have. We also have hydraulic powered spikes and a hydraulic system that allow that vehicle to, to lower very close to the ground so no wind can get underneath the vehicle. And we'll be testing out our rocket system as well. We'll have a, a model rocket launcher on the roof of the Dominator that will launch trackable sensors inside the tornadoes this season. And those sensors will measure temperature, moisture, uh, pressure as well, and high resolution GPS. So as they get carried around inside the tornado, it'll also give us a very good estimate of the wind motions, not only the horizontally rotating winds, but also those intense updrafts that you can get inside tornadoes. So, Reed, this sounds like it comes right out of the movie Twister, and I don't think Helen Hunt or Bill Paxton are along for the ride with you. But uh, tell us how this is going to work, because it, it does uh, really sound like it comes right out of a movie. It is. It, it's very similar to Twister in terms of the, the trackable sensors, but instead of using Dorothy or a, a ground-based probe to release the sensors into the tornado, we'll actually be using model rockets to launch those in. And the reason we're doing that is because we really need the propulsion. We need the engine on the back of the sensor to get through that sheath of sinking air that exists on the outside of the vortex. And then once we penetrate that, we'll be inside the tornado and we'll be sampling those really dramatic pressure falls and those strong wind speeds that you get within the tornado vortex. And, and Reed, you, you talk about the dominator that you're testing. How strong or what is its limit, the dominator, as far as getting inside of a tornado? Is it an EF1, EF2? What, what's your sense of that as far as what is the strongest winds that the dominator can withstand and be safe? Well, one thing I've noticed with tornadoes is that even the weak tornadoes are capable of producing very damaging uh, uh, wind speeds. And oftentimes you can even underestimate the wind speeds in a tornado. And I've, I've intercepted probably 10 or 12 tornadoes directly in the dominators. And most of those were weak tornadoes in appearance. And then the wind speeds we measured inside there were over 150 miles an hour at times, even approaching EF3 intensity. And so I think that shows you that even the weak looking tornadoes are capable of producing very strong winds and uh, you certainly can't assess a tornado's intensity based on visual appearance uh, but i think that the the wind speeds that the dominator can handle are probably up to 200 miles an hour but anything over that would be a big problem but it weighs up to 10,000 pounds it has the 16 gauge steel uh, polyethylene kevlar composite uh, coating on the outside but still uh, tornadoes can get so strong and 
often they have debris loading within the wind circulation. So a tornado with a lot of debris would be uh, capable of causing more damage than a tornado in the middle of nowhere. And of course, for this project with the rockets that we'll be launching, we're targeting those tornadoes, mainly in the high plains where population density is very low and where those tornadoes aren't hurting anybody. And those are the perfect ones for scientific research. And Reed, really quickly here, thoughts? Uh, we, we got up to a pretty busy, severe weather season. It's been quiet lately. Your mm-hmm. thoughts as we are now entering into the heart of the uh, tornado season? Well, I'm looking forward uh, uh, to you and Evan on storm chasing with me, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll sign the waiver, and if Evan lets me go, I'm oh. yours for the week. <laughs> Bernie's on the road in about five minutes. Yeah. I think that the heart of storm season coming up in the Great Plains is definitely uh, the, the second half of April, usually uh, through May. And uh, anything before this, you're often in Dixie Alley in the Mid-South, uh, the Southeast. Uh, you often have those very fast storm motions and usually a greater number of storms also further east. And that's why we've had quite a bit of damage, unfortunately, in Dixie Alley uh, there in Mississippi. And our mission out there has always been to warn people in the path of those storms. Uh, those very fast moving tornadoes are much less favorable uh, for scientific research. But now as we get progress on in spring, uh, the, the more traditional areas of tornado start to be impacted. And like our seasonal forecast uh, showed, we expect it to be more active over the traditional parts of Tornado Alley this season as compared to last year, which was very inactive over the plains. And um, you could certainly see a very thick jet stream over the U.S., uh, which usually when you get those very powerful storm systems coming across, they'll pull the, the Gulf of Mexico moisture northward. will get those strong low-level jet streams with 50 or 60 knots just above the ground. And those are the ones that really cause those major tornado outbreaks. And I think we'll get a few of those systems uh, over the second half of April into May, likely. Well, Reed, we certainly appreciate you being with us. For all the folks that are listening to this podcast, you can, of course, uh, catch Reed's uh, live reports on our AccuWeather television channel. You can uh, take uh, and watch all of his uh, video recorder reports on AccuWeather.com. So, again, uh, stay safe out there, Reed. Uh, and tomorrow, join us once again on our podcast, and we're going to be focused on that severe weather in the Southern Plain states. Thanks for listening to today's episode, now available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Just search Weather Insider, subscribe, and never miss an episode.